The views and opinions expressed on Analyze This are entirely those of the on-air participants and do not reflect those of the station's board, management, staff, or underwriters. And good Tuesday morning and welcome to another week of Analyze This here on your NPR station in the U.S. Virgin Islands, WTJX FM with yours truly, uh, Neville James. It is a Chamber of Commerce Tuesday in paradise. It's really beautiful outside. And we got abbreviated week, of course. I hope everybody enjoyed uh, VI Perico Friendship Weekend, Indigenous Day. Uh, Columbus Day, whichever way you look at it, uh, yesterday, uh, we didn't have a show yesterday. It's like that sometimes, you know what I'm saying? But uh, we got a good show today. We got uh, Miss Barb uh, Michaud uh, from uh, Cancer VI. Uh, she should be uh, joining us shortly. Uh, we're looking forward to talking with her about Pinktober. And then uh, hopefully going to have some bush tea uh, at uh, 9 o'clock. We're going to do the table talk tomorrow. Okay, we're going to do a midweek table talk uh, tomorrow. And that'll be from like 8.20 till uh, 10 uh, a.m. We also talk with the weather service around 9 o'clock uh, today. Uh, find out what's going on and all that stuff. Uh, so, now we get back in the groove. And I also want to talk a little bit about uh, a one-day trip I took over to St. Thomas on Friday. And I went to the 81C studio and all that stuff, so. I want to talk a little bit about that experience. But having said that, uh, I believe uh, we have uh, Miss uh, Barb Michaud um, for Pink Talk, uh, Pinktober, uh, Cancer VI, uh, joining us uh, on the line. Uh, good morning, Miss Michaud. How are you? Uh, good morning, Neville. How are you today? I'm doing well. Nice to see you. Thank you. Or nice to hear your voice. Same here. Same here. Uh, anyone else joining you today? Uh, yes, Anique Kerrigan, our patient advocate, is supposed to be calling in. Okay, good. Um, does she have the, the other uh, line number? You know what? I Whatever one that Marisol gave us was the one I dialed in on. Okay. Well, I think uh, we're going to have to uh, give you the, the other number uh, for her to call in on. Uh, Do you want, I, I can text that to her if you'd like. Yeah, 718-0761. 0761. Zero seven six one. Yeah, I'll text that to her. Seven one eight zero seven six one. Correct. All right, I will text her now. Mm-hmm. Thank you again for doing this. Not a problem. Not a problem. Um, so how you been? Uh, well, you know, it's been a challenging month. My dad died last month, and oh, condolences. My mom fell in the driveway and broke her her knee. She is strong as a horse, and she was just taking the trash out. So I feel like I've been back and forth to Florida a lot um, to navigate. She will heal, of course, from this, but we hadn't had quite enough time to grieve my dad when this accident happened. So yeah. uh, condolences. it's been an interesting month. Condolences to you and the family on the loss of your dad. Thank you. Yeah. yeah. So how's um, Cancer VI been? You know what? Extraordinary. We uh, fall well short of what we need to raise, but we are hopeful that there are small miracles to happen. You know, we don't have a cancer center. It's coming, but it will be another 18 months. 
And it's been another 18 months now since the hurricanes. And so that's not on them. It's just, but a cancer patient um, can't wait. And so most of them have to go off island. And, you know, to date, um, and we can share this information. Last year, I think we raised a little over 600 amazing. We gave out 590,000 of that. This year alone through September, we've given out 252 grants. So we're within 30 of exceeding last year, exceeding 585,000. So we will far exceed what we raised last year. And without raising the funds, we won't be able to continue to give at the level we give. So, you know, it's, it's an interesting time, Neville, for people to donate. I think, I don't know if it's post-COVID or, and there's so many amazing organizations in the VI to give to. You know, when we ask for a dollar, so is everybody else. No, that's, that's awesome. And I uh, need to be commended for uh, what you provide uh, for uh, those in need here uh, in the territory. It's my understanding that we've been uh, joined by Ms. Harrigan as well. Uh, good morning. Wonderful. Ms. Harrigan, how are you? Good morning, Mr. James. I am well. Good morning, Barb. It's always a pleasure to be on this show. Thank you for the time. Morning. Pinktober. Yeah, Pinktober is here. We're excited about it. Break that down. Break that down for the audience, for those who may not know the significance of uh, Pinktober, please. Yeah, Pinktober, actually, Pinktober 2023 marks the 10th anniversary that Cancer Support VI has been doing something during the month of October. I mean, just a, a, a quick story is that I was diagnosed with cancer in uh, 2013 as an uninsured cancer patient living in the Virgin Islands. Somebody who was very prideful, didn't want to ask for help, which is what we hear every single day. Um, and I walked into the office of Cancer Support VI, head down, very ashamed to be asking, and was provided a grant. I was working at Mahogany Run at the time, and in October, I went to them and said, hey, I'd love to pay it forward for what was gifted to me. And we started a fundraiser. And 2014, 15, and 16, prior to the hurricanes, Mahogany Run helped raise over $94,000, I believe. And after the hurricanes, we went to the schools, and the schools, even despite the fact that we'd had the hurricanes helped us, you know, create the awareness, which is just as valuable as any dollar will raise. And we worked with Main Street. They were digging up the street of Main Street and Main Street still came out to help us um, raise funds. So fast forward, Pinktober has become a largely a community-based fundraising awareness project where businesses will we just finished doing first Friday at the Tapas Beer House on Main Street. They closed off a little part of the block. We had a DJ. They offered up some specialty drinks. They'll probably help us raise three or four thousand dollars for cancer patients. And there's other events this this month um, that we are happy to speak to that will will raise funds for us. They are they're doing this on behalf of us. So. Um, celebrating 10 years is pretty powerful for me personally and professionally. Um, 
too. We live amongst extraordinary people, for sure. No, that's awesome. Uh, Ms. Harrigan, your take on Pinktober? Ah, well, I um, started a little later, but Pinktober is just that time of celebrating and fundraising for the organization. I know I have had individuals come up to me and say, well, you know, you guys only focus on breast cancer because you, you have it as pink, but that's not the case. I just wanted to clarify that once a patient is um, diagnosed in the Virgin Islands, it doesn't matter what type of cancer, and there are uh, a resident of the Virgin Islands, they can get assistance, and we support, we um, we assist any type of cancer patient. And think Clover really is just a time of, um, it's just, that's just a name, but any type of cancer, prostate cancer, breast cancer, esophageal cancer, any type of cancer. So I just want folks to know that uh, during this month, it's a time of giving back and a time of, you know, just learning more about the organization as it pertains to, you know, cancer care, cancer patient, um, helping anyone impacted by cancer in the Virgin Islands. So we know it's not just the individual, but it's the entire family. So um, that's what Pink Cooper is for us. Do we have a, a cancer registry, uh, active cancer registry here in the Virgin Islands? We, we have... Uh, I use the term loosely active cancer registry um, in 20. I don't think it's been updated since 2016. However, I do know that it's been pretty amazing that the CDC has awarded, I believe the department of health grants to update this said registry. So it's our understanding to date that I think they've updated it through like 2017, 2018, you'd have to contact the Department of Health for sure, but they are diligently working on um, updating this cancer registry, which is imperative to any nonprofit organization that would be reaching for federal grants or information um, about um, cancer, but that is definitely in the works and is being updated as we speak. 2016, uh, that's, a, that's a pretty long time. I know the hurricanes hit in 2017, but uh, uh, we're talking it's, seven years. I have humbly learned through the people that are doing um, and updating this registry that it is complex and it is um, difficult sometimes to gather all the accurate information. Plus, you also have to remember, because we are without a cancer center, you know, getting that accurate um information it is a pretty complex so i have a lot of of faith that we will get this registry um updated that we probably will have more updated information for the community by the end of the year as to where we're at but i do think um i'm i'm hopeful that uh, a lot more hopeful than i was a year or two ago that this will in fact get updated well you know we can we can uh only hope that uh, that's the case because the, 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 more, the more information we have uh, with respect to the population that's impacted, uh, I think the better off we are, right? Oh, my gosh. A hundred, you know, we have, Anik could probably uh, provide some more specific statistics, but, you know, um, Anik, there's, what, 87,000 Virgin Islanders of that. Anik, do we know of those how many, those we don't know how many are, are, are diagnosed with cancer annually. We know how many we serve, and we know right. that breakdown by island. Right. Um, but we right. don't island have. Island by insured status, and yeah, yeah, we do. 
Well, what's our ballpark numbers with respect to uh, total uh, number of documented uh, cancer patients in the territory? What number of that is insured? What have you? Do we have that? Okay. Well, I could provide you some numbers for the year that we've been tracking mm-hmm. from January to August. Mm-hmm. Um, and we have a total of 252 patients served thus far territory-wide. In St. Thomas, that is 131 patients. In St. John, we have 11 patients. Water Island comes with one. And in St. Croix, 109 patients. Um, as far as the insured, <laughs> let's look at this right now. Of that total, insured patients are 181. Uninsured of that total is 21. And um, those that have Medicaid or medical assistance is 50 persons. Five zero? Yeah. 50, 50 people. Five zero. Right. Yeah. Right. You're correct. Yeah. Um, those are we have. Sorry. Go ahead, Barb. Go ahead. Anita. No, no, no. I was going to say those are people. Just to clarify, those are people we've served. That doesn't necessarily sure. mean that that is. You know, we don't have the the, the data that says okay on St. Croix there's 500 diagnosed yeah. cancer patients on St. You know, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. we don't have that. We're not provided that. Um, we're not provided that data. Two fifty-two. Right? I would hope that the Department of Health could offer that, but yeah, this is just based on individuals that come to us for assistance, and we we just track that information, you know, going forward. Yeah, you said yes. two hundred and fifty-two. Yeah, two hundred and fifty-two. Uh-huh. And last year, we served two hundred and eighty-one total. So we're already. Um, in August and coming very close to that a total number of last year, which is a total of 281. And thus far, we have served 252 territory-wide with, um, yeah, three more months to go. And this is January is- through August? Through August, correct. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we still have four months of that, tracking that. I yeah, 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 yeah. But still, though, y'all, y'all, y'all have to be commended for, for, for this number that we're talking about because we are a small... Uh, community and yeah. uh, when you're looking at 250 patients that um, you're trying to provide some support for, um, right. uh, that, that that to me uh, speaks volumes. Um, interesting, interestingly enough, uh, uh, Water Island is not left out, and that's good too. You know what I'm saying? Um, yeah, they're we, not left out at all. Yeah, that's no. We believe in um, providing. And all three islands, for sure. I think it's also important to note that um, we uh, there, we're a small nonprofit organization that's made up of. I am the only full time person. Anique works twenty hours, when in essence she's on twenty four seven because she's receiving all the calls from patients and or I call them warriors or people that are reaching out for assistance and oftentimes Anik is receiving calls from caregivers or neighbors or others that um, are overseeing and being angels of mercy to I always talk about Neville this one story of this one woman who unfortunately is not eligible for MAP which is the local health insurance in the Virgin Islands. It's just one example. 
and she was being treated here, but we didn't have all the services she needed, so she was guided to go off-island. She knew no one, no one. So she was gifted a friend of a friend of a friend who told her to meet her at the Orlando airport. She met this friend of a friend of a friend whom she'd never met. And they walked into an Orlando hospital and she is seven weeks and still hasn't been offered treatment in Florida. We're still trying to help her find charities that will help her because she's uninsured and has nothing. And she's a Virgin Islander who, you know, um, can't come home until she gets served. And this woman is paying for her housing, her transportation, and her food. This is a, this is a, an, who does that for someone um, kind of thing. And that story is just one of many that we hear. So when Anik and I are out in the community and we're raising funds, the two most important things we can tell our community is 100% of every dollar we raise goes directly into the cancer patient's hands and we can't do it without our community. And we know that our private sector is asked over and over and over again for donations. So our plea is no different and no more impactful than, than, than someone else's. But our gratitude is far and wide for the people who, who seem to find our organization to be one that um, is compelling and supportive of those that are most impacted. Well, stories like that, uh, you know, uh, hopefully they're um, having the kind of impact um, that they that they should seven weeks without care. Um, wow, that's that's, that's yeah. That's we're long, trying to, and I time. think it's important to note a lot of Virgin Islanders don't go and seek treatment oftentimes until it's too late. Mm-hmm. And we have some extraordinary oncologists in the Virgin Islands. We have um, Dr. Errol Hobdi. We have Dr. Bashan. We have Dr. Ellie Del Jaco, who has the largest practice, I believe, um, in the Virgin Islands, St. Croix Cancer Specialist, or it's actually now St. Croix St. Thomas. So she's serving both islands. What we'll do now, we'll take a break, we'll pick up that discussion. We'll also talk about Great. Um, um, the, the plan that we actually had in place uh, a long time ago um, with respect to... Um, uh, cardiology on St. Croix and cancer on St. Thomas, oh, and how that how that whole thing um, apparently you know um, hasn't materialized uh, like we hope it did. We'll take a break. We'll be back right after this. Opportunities at Bank of St. Croix. Bank of St. Croix offers CDs for education, homes, or vacations. Bank of St. Croix has two locations, one in Gallus Bay at 340-773-8500 and one in Peter's Rest at 340-713-8500. A penalty might be imposed for early withdrawal, new money only. Funds may not be transferred from existing Bank of St. Croix accounts to CDs. Rates subject to change at any time. Fees may reduce earnings and principal. www.bankofstcroix.com. Member FDIC. Hi, I'm Peter Sagal. You spent the week listening to the news. Don't you think you deserve to show off what you've learned on Wait, Wait, We Give You a Chance to Impress Your Friends with Your Knowledge of International Incidents, Political Gaffes, and the Latest Advancement in German Nudists? You'll be the life of the party or the death. Either way, you'll make an impression and you can thank Wait, Wait, Don't Tell Me from NPR. 
Saturdays at 1 p.m. and Sundays at 2 p.m. right here on WTJX FM 93.1, your NPR station in the Virgin Islands. WTJX's Taste of Two Islands is back. Join us at Antilles Mark C. Marin Center on December 14th for the long-awaited return of the taste, a culinary feast for the season. Hosted by me, George Culturman Silcat. Early bird tickets go on sale beginning Monday, October 16th through Tuesday, November 14th. Tickets will be available at Chelsea's Drugstore in Red Hook, Barefoot Buddha across from Haven Site Mall, and Bonita's Cantina in Niski Shopping Center. Tickets can also be purchased online at wtjx.org forward slash taste or call 340-774-6255 or 340-690-7293. Don't miss this opportunity to experience the magic of local cuisine as you dance to the rhythms of Spectrum Band. Sponsors for this event are VI Lottery, Antilles School, West Indies Company, Cardo Wine and Spirits, First Bank, Bellows International, the VI Office of Highway Safety, and the VI Housing Finance Authority. It's the return of the taste, Thursday, December 14th at 6 p.m. A taste you can never forget. Back here, I analyze this, and we're joined this morning uh, by um, Cancer VI, Miss Barb uh, Michaud, and Miss Annie Carrigan uh, joining us. Of course, uh, for those who don't know, um, October uh, is uh, uh, Breast Cancer uh, Awareness Month, uh, and uh, Pinktober uh, is is uh, the the term use uh to, to recognize i know um uh, there's normally a, a walk uh that takes place um in a latter part of the month um here on st croix do you do the same thing on st thomas no uh we are not though we're not that is the american cancer society they do um i believe they do what they call the relay for life um Man, well, no we well we know that's coming up that's coming up uh next yep, weekend again yep it sure is. Not this weekend, that the following, a, not this weekend, the following weekend. Following um, weekend, right. And yeah. that is not something that we, we, we try to honor what others um, do. They're a different organization. Their, their funds are used differently. So we, uh, theirs is different. The one thing I can say that we are working on that we did last year and we hope to fulfill um, on Saturday, October I think, Anik, it's Saturday, October 28th. We are, we have partnered with Living Hope Cathedral and some of the other local churches, and we are going to do what we call a walk in faith. Um, and it is going to be a community-based walk on St. Thomas, um, where it is really just come out. We're not asking people to wear pink. We're asking people to wear all colors because all color, all cancers matter. Uh, we did this last year, and it was really quite profound where there was an energy of probably any, how many people, 100 or 125 people. Greg Mathis, if he is um, listening, extraordinary human being who cheerleaded us in the morning and provided a prayer, and we did this walk down waterfront. We... Um, We'll end up this year back at the Charlotte Kimmelman Cancer Center um, where we'll offer a prayer and, and hope that um, this cancer center will open and provide the amazing services that it has 
um, in the past. So this is that sort of our walk. There's no registration. There's no donations there. We're not particularly raising money for this event as much as we we do something called Give Cancer the Boot. Um, we have partnered with Hunter Boot um, in terms of having boots out on the ground. We go to Cost You Less every and the market St. Thomas um, every Saturday, um, whether it's kids or uh, that need to do community service or um, any individual that really wants to. We went out on Saturday and these two extraordinary little humans that were eight years old out of the mouths of babes that were asking people, they understood what they were asking for. And I think within an hour they raised a little over $500, which was, um, pretty amazing so we have those kinds but on the 28th we will do our final give cancer the boot drive um out in the territory and um so that's kind of our quote unquote um we're going to walk in faith by bringing together all churches and all faiths mm, that's awesome um miss harrigan the event uh, uh on st croix that takes place the the walk um I think that's towards the latter part of October. That has that has had a big following here in St. Croix um, over the years. I am not familiar with that walk. No? I think I've ever participated. No, I have not. So I'm going to have to do a little bit of digging. I know Relay for Life is coming up, and some folks are asking if we were going to be there. Mm-hmm. But now that you're saying that, I'm, I'm, I'm just interested in to, to know more about the walk. I'm not even sure who puts it on. Yeah. But um, any any organization can, that can definitely bring awareness. Yeah. Um, I know Senator Francis um, has been uh, a part of that uh, that okay. walk uh, over the years, and uh, uh, I, I can recall uh, when he first ran for senator, it actually coincided like with like couple like a week and a half or a week before the election, you know. So. Uh, oh wow. Back in 2014, yeah, uh, uh, he uh, he himself has had uh, uh, documented, publicly documented, uh, you know, experience. Uh, as a survivor, okay. I'm saying so. Okay. Um, so um, that's the reason why that one uh, registers uh, w- with me. And then, of course, you know, um, the towns. Um, when we light up the tongues, I mean, you know, our tongues for some reason. Well, not for some reason, for obvious reasons. Uh, you know, it's a beautiful, it's a beautiful thing at night. You know, when we when we're doing events and all that stuff. So uh, right. the historic buildings and to see our people, uh, you know, traversing. Uh, whether it be Main Street or or the waterfront on the St. Thomas side, uh, Cruise Bay, or even Christian Center for the State over here is just uh, something that uh, is picturesque. You know, so that's the reason yeah. why that one uh, registered me. Speaking of which, you know, uh, back in the day, uh, we had made a commitment as uh, um, here in the Virgin Islands where um, we would have the cardiac center on St. Croix with um, support um, on, a, on a lesser level uh, for for our cancer patients, and then we do the reverse um, on St. Thomas, where we had the cancer center, right uh, on St. Thomas, and then of course uh, for those who would need uh, cardi- cardiological support, um, you know, we'd have that uh, on, a, on a lesser degree, you know, the reverse. And I thought to me, to me, right, I thought that was just uh, from a planning standpoint and a visionary standpoint, that was ideal. You know, what I'm saying that one district would be the primary focus and all that stuff. For some reason. Uh, that hasn't, uh, that didn't materialize to the levels uh, that it should. You know, we're real good at um, initially talking about planning and all that, but for some reason, 
you know, we just don't, you know, the the the, the long game, it, it don't really pan out uh, like it should. And um, unfortunately, as for somebody who's been in the political arena, uh, me saying this might sound, you know, somewhat, <laughs> somewhat weird, but there's a time when too much politics get involved in things and, and, and it undermines things, Miss Harrigan. Yeah, is there any way we could... Yeah, is there any way we could, you know, um, look at, um, you know, restoring that? And uh, just from the standpoint that uh, you don't want to put too much strain on one district. So if one could, right. you know what I'm saying, bear the uh, medical burden because, uh, let's face it, health care, you know, I know we're talking about cancer, but health care in general uh, is, is a sound um, commitment, right, that every jurisdiction uh, should buy into because you do you want your population not only to be healthy but to feel that they can get the service that they need in the event that something absolutely. comes up. Absolutely, you're definitely hitting on a lot of important points. Um, just as you're speaking, I'm thinking about a lot of patients that call, they can't get the service here, and they have to go away. A lot of those patients are seniors, and some of them don't want to leave the comforts of their home. They go to the mainland. You know, it's it's a drive here. It's just a different, it's a different culture. It's a different feel. They don't want to go away. But to go back to what you were saying, I thought that was an awesome plan to have the cancer care here and the cardiologist, you know, that type of assistance in St. Croix. And I know we might say, what, why didn't it happen? We, we're really good at talking about things, but the execution of long-term, you know, folks might say, well, you know, we had two category um, five storms that came unimpacted, but even in our planning, when we are planning to have these things or um, ideas or healthcare facilities or whatever we're offering, when it's in the planning stage, we have to make provisions for when there are, you know, natural disasters or things that are um, unplanned for. But it's something that is so necessary. Um, we might look and say, well, the government, I would say that the government is all of us. We have to come up with a plan. And one of the things I remember specifically, you know, we talk about the cancer center here and offering care here but it was more than that folks came from neighboring islands to the virgin islands for cancer care you think about um the healthcare industry or um you know healthcare in a touristic to tourism um you look at it from that from that angle you know we were not just serving the people of the virgin islands you had folks from other places and sometimes when i speak to individuals who have to travel away they might be locals that travel or some individuals who have came from the mainland and relocated here and find themselves back in the states one of the things they say is if we had the care at home you wake up in the morning, the, the weather is perfect. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. so, uh, uh, on, on top of just the medical aspect, you can go and relax. You can go out. You have the, the environment is, is perfect for that. And I also was speaking to a few people, you know, over the years uh, where, you know, individuals were like, you know, if, if y'all had, like, care there, we would leave the States and come there and, you know, have our treatment done here because the environment is suitable for that. So I think we have, it's like a big picture and there's a lot, we have so much potential, but like you asked why, you know, we, we, we have a lot of talk about these things, but it's not executed or we start, we stop. You know, we know things happen in life, natural disasters, et cetera, et cetera, a pandemic, but I would really like to see this vision come to the surface again and, 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 and is actually come to fruition because a lot of people, locals and non-locals alike, they want to be in the Virgin Islands and we have so much to offer we just have to kind of get it, you know, we have to get it going. We really, really do.
Miss Michelle, you wanted to uh, dovetail on that? Well, I think that she said it beautifully. I think, um, in speaking directly to cardiac care in St. Croix and uh, cancer care in, in St. Thomas, I think they had the ideal concept in mind, but one that possibly couldn't be fully executed because we have to remember that when a crucian needs to come over to St. Thomas for radiation, most likely they have to be here for five days. Where are they going to stay and how are they going to be housed? And um, so I think that there is a challenge. However, I will say that I know with Schneider Regional Medical Center, just because we're on St. Thomas and I know with um, Juan Louis, that they are really diligently working on trying to provide more internal services and equipment and things like that that would also support a cancer patient. It's not just um, the cancer care they're looking for. It's other testing that's really imperative to... Um, a cancer patient's journey. So I do, I really do think that m most notably since the hurricanes, we are attempting to bridge the gap and work closer to things that would be more um, work in more unison and be more impactful to the territory as a whole. So I do believe and have a lot of hope that our future medical um, care in the Virgin Islands will continue to find its way to um, Excel, we have some extraordinary people already in place, so hopefully it just continues to fu be fueled and inspired. Well, you know, one of the things that uh, we looked at uh, back in the day, Miss um, um, Harrigan, uh, is is the fact that, you know, we got some attributes that, that, that nobody can take from us. <laughs> you know what I'm Absolutely. saying? You know, our, our outside of the hurricane season, in particular the month mm -hmm. of September, you know, mm -hmm. we're, we're an ideal location for recovery. Just ideal. Right. You know what I'm saying? And uh, uh, if you look at the history um, throughout the, the region, throughout the Caribbean, um, a, a lot of the great leaders, um, they they embrace, you know, two particular areas uh, of need, which is education and healthcare. right? Of course, public safety is critical uh, because you, you don't want people to believe you want people to think that they're not going to be safe, but uh, if right. you, if you commit to those particular areas, in this case, we're focusing mm -hmm. uh, on healthcare. And and let's face it, we have a built-in advantage um, as an American jurisdiction, right, in this region, because anything that happens in this region, America, um, for the most part, uh, you know, we're that there. We are obligated, statutorily, going to get taken care of. But other islands, they're going to be looked out for as well because they protect the Western Hemisphere. That's just how life is. You follow what I'm saying? But 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 if we you know were to to really commit, uh, in particular to healthcare, um, I I think it opens it opens up so many different windows. Um, yeah, it's a win-win for us. Yeah. Economy. I mean, medical tourism. There's so much options, and I know. And, and retirees and retirees wanting to live here. Um, and they want to live here. Yeah, yeah. Don't, they don't want to go away. No. Some, some people are no, going but, away but, but, but I'm talking about people moving here to live here because one of the things, one one of the things, uh, you know, when I first got into the to, to, to the first branch of government and we were studying 
economies and all that stuff. And uh, Arizona, right? I keep using the Arizona example. They realized that they couldn't compete with California. California just had their right. own thing. So they decided, you know what we're going to do? We're going to look at developing uh, residential retirement communities, right? And a lot of what they did was focusing on, uh, you know, uh, uh, attracting 55 to 75, 80-year-olds, um, communities that people would want to live in. And, and uh, I don't see any reason why we couldn't look at that. Uh, we don't necessarily have to be, you know, all about just come down here for a week and hang out. You know, some people might want to live here forever. I mean, let's face it, people come here and they fall in love, Miss Harrigan. I miss me show. All uh, the time. Yeah. Wow. That's just something I, you know, a little pet peeve. Don't don't hold it against me, because uh, <laughs> you, you, you know how it is. So so let's talk about um, the 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 cancer registry again, right? Because uh, and I sent a text message out to the uh, commissioner. Hopefully, um, she'll respond. I also know that um, our medical director, uh, she's a avid listener, uh, Miss Ty Camille uh, Huncesa, Doctor Ty Camille Huncesa, over over there uh, at, at Saint Thomas uh, as well. Uh, what can we do to to, to re re-energize uh, the need for uh, 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 updating the cancer registry and, and not only that, but articulate it to the public why it's so important that we have one that is as accurate as possible. Let me go to Ms. Michaud with this and then come back to you, Annie. Sounds good. Yeah, I, I honestly, and I think Anik would agree with this, in, we started working with John Orr and the Department of Health when three years ago, like in 2020, um, when mm-hmm. we wanted to understand the registry more, it was at that time. And again, I'm, I, if the Department of Health could provide a lot more accurate information. But in speaking with John Orr, who heads up the program, they were in the process of buying new software. With anything, you have to update the software. Okay, okay. That takes time. Yeah. And then they're continuing to refine how they gather the information. You know, they have to be locked into these different doctor's offices that are tracking the specific tumor types and those kinds of things. It's a very intricate process. So I don't think I can emphasize enough that I do believe by the end of 2023, there will be an update that will be, and I don't know if it's up through 2020, um, which very well could be. And again, the Department of Health will have more accurate information. But if, even if we have it up through 2020, that would be good. That would be a significant improvement um, going so from 16 to 20. Let's take a break uh, because I, wanna, I wanted to uh, piggyback on that and talk about uh, two entities um, that um, hopefully you know, we could have a, a, a you could articulate our relationships with them the National Cancer Institute and the National Cancer Registrar's Association. We'll take a break and be back right after this. He said that black smoke was constantly coming out of the burn pits 24-7. And my reaction to it was like, wow, that doesn't sound very safe. wonder what that's about. And in my mind, I couldn't imagine at the time that type of system operating could potentially harm our service members. Journalism that seeks and reveals. That's On Point with me, Meghna Chakrabarty. Weekdays at 1 p.m. on WTJX-FM 93.1, your NPR station in the Virgin Islands. 
he said that black smoke was constantly coming out of the burn pits 24-7. And my reaction to it was like, wow, that doesn't sound very safe. I wonder what that's about. And in my mind, I couldn't imagine at the time that type of system operating could potentially harm our service members. Journalism that seeks and reveals. That's On Point with me, Magna Chakrabarty. Weekdays at 1 p.m. on WTJX FM 93.1, your NPR station in the Virgin Islands. Did you know that Medicare pays for many preventive and wellness services? With Medicare or a Medicare Advantage plan, services are available to prevent or detect illness at an early stage. Screenings and tests are free if your healthcare provider accepts Medicare. Services include a welcome to Medicare preventive visit, exams, shots, lab tests, and screenings. There are also programs for health monitoring, counseling, and education. For more information, contact the Virgin Islands State Health Insurance Assistance Program in the St. Thomas St. John District at 340-774-2991, extension 4507, and the St. Croix District at 340-773-6449, extension 3151 or 3152. Beneficiaries can also call 1-800-633-4227 or visit www.medicare.gov. Um, we're back here uh, and analyze this and um, great conversation um, with uh, Cancer VI. We got Miss Barb Michaud uh, and also uh, Miss Annie Carrigan uh, joining us as Pinktober uh, is in play in effect right now. And uh, um, nothing wrong with us uh, providing some uh, support, some education. So, um, do we have? Do you communicate with the NCI, the National Cancer Institute? Excuse me. Um, we don't, not as an organization, no. Okay, because um, they um, they provide uh, a number of different uh, uh, support areas um, for treatment, causes and prevention, diagnosis and staging, managing cancer care, uh, finding a clinical trial, uh, and all that. Um, now, um, the the Cancer uh, Registrar's Association uh, that's also a nonprofit. Uh, and they're in the business of uh, um, looking at uh, conferences, workshops, continuing education. What what is Cancer VI doing? Do you do you get out and about and 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 go to conferences and all that? Try to find out you know, what you can do to um, maintain the levels that you you're currently at and take it to another level. Or are you, or are you just focusing on fundraising and trying to support, provide grants for those who are impacted and in need? Our primary, our primary purpose and mission is to raise awareness and funds. Without the funds, we cancer patients just wouldn't have access to any type of financial assistance other than I will say that our goal is to assure that that cancer patient that reaches out to Anique is fully resourced. So in 2020, we went we went to the other nonprofits. It would be well actually we sat down with Avon Galliber and with Cassandra Dunn 
to speak about how to bridge the gap for cancer care in the Virgin Islands. We then therefore reached out to the American Cancer Society, Ribbons for a Cure, and the St. John Cancer Fund to create the uh, the U.S. Virgin Islands Cancer Coalition. With that, we created our first year, we created the U.S. Virgin Island um, Cancer Coalition patient, patient Resource Guide. Within that resource guide are all the local and national resources that provide cancer care. We, as an organization, primarily, again, focus on providing the grant. Again, we are just a small, like most of the nonprofits in the Virgin Islands, we're run on a very small crew and our focus has been how do we expand our services but you need dollars to be able to expand those services we are the largest nonprofit organization that raises funds for cancer patients in the Virgin Islands currently thanks to our donors we provide an uninsured cancer patient to me it's unprecedented five thousand dollars and if you're a MAP patient, MAP, then you're provided a 4, 000, up to $4,000. And if you're insured, because even if you're insured, cancer is expensive, you're provided a $2,500 grant. They are drops in the bucket to the cost of cancer, but I, I always say this. It, no. I know it's, it's, not, it's tr- tr- Trust me. Trust me. We, we, we don't, uh, in, in a large scheme, that might be the case, but um, from an appreciation standpoint, that's a lot of, uh, that's good. That, that 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 to me, you know, that, that that's like a that's like oxygen. You know what I'm saying? When you look at well, it, well, to a know. cancer patient who's desperate, yeah, yes, man. because then then mm-hmm. every applicant every application that Anique sends, she also includes an application to the American Cancer Society, and the American Cancer Society will provide a grant for I believe it's up to a thousand dollars. Now, mind you, our process is. Uh, Anik gets an application, as, and the only thing that we're requiring, place to mail the check, and that you can show us that you're an active cancer patient. So within 10 days, most likely that check is going to be in your hands. So I think it's important. Um, that's why we believe that. I will tell you that um, I have... Um, a very close friend who is uh, navigating cancer in Connecticut. And I'm telling you, we are a unique entity. There are so few in the United States of America where there's nonprofits everywhere. There is very little direct funding to a cancer patient, very little. So what we provide here in the Virgin Islands really is quite extraordinary, whether so, uh, you, I don't know. I just think it's really important to note that, you know, the healthcare system worldwide is fractured. We are no different. I've learned that over the last several months. So, what we're doing is pretty extraordinary. No, 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 um, no, 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 no. Little no, 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 no. Very extraordinary, not pretty. Very extraordinary. Yeah. To be commended for that. Ms. Harrigan, you wanted to, to chime in there as it relates to um, some people get tend to focus on how much it is, but sometimes it's really about um, just knowing that there's an entity there that's willing to support that, that actually provides uh, confidence and uh, and because Absolutely. it's, it's in t- some of the times it's, even though, you know, we're talking about cancer, which is a tangible, you know, mm-hmm. disease, the intangible sometimes, you know, as it relates to depression, stress, worrying, mm-hmm. you know, that could provide relief, at least in the time being. 
Absolutely. And you know, I know it's definitely um, something that offers relief because you get the cards, you get the phone, the phone calls of thank you. Some people are teary eyed. Sometimes you go into the public, you're speaking and people are just holding on to you and they're hugging you. You are the lady. This is the organization that assisted me. And I find that a lot of patients, um, when they get a diagnosis, they don't, they don't know what to do. They don't know where to go. And I would like to say that we're, we, we always are here to support. We never work alone because there's some individuals within the community that I could reach out to, um, like a Renette from VI Ray of Sunshines or a Melissa Lowe. Sometimes I might have a patient and they just need help. Um, how, who can I talk to? What's the next step? I have to remove my breast and these are individuals I could talk to but you know it's it's a lot you know because we're in the Virgin Islands and we have a lot of things that that's that's happening you know um just a couple of weeks ago the landfill was on fire or the schools or the this or the government and then when you have to contend with um you know cancer I will say this I mean you you hear the difference I had an individual call me and I, I don't cry like very easily but it really struck me a lady called me and she said Anique you have awarded us a grant already, but I, my life is falling apart. I just missed my mortgage payment. Um, I just came back from the mainland because my daughter has stage four brain cancer. And she was calling because she wanted additional assistance to get from Sinkoy to, to Puerto Rico to be with her husband who has gastric cancer, a late stage, oh, you know. So when, when you have a phone call and you're like, hey, miss, wait a minute, you know, you, you listen to them. You might pray with them. Um, you you you, you make things work. And when they receive that four thousand or five thousand or twenty five hundred dollar in their bank account or a check, you hear it on the other side. Mm -hmm. I thank you. So for me, as a patient advocate, it is extremely humbling for me. I feel like I wake up in the morning with purpose. I know our healthcare facility in the Virgin Islands. We have a lot of work to do, but in this day and age, this day October, you know, um, I think you forget what day it is today. That the tenth. We are here. Yes, October tenth. I feel good that we are making some change in the Virgin Islands for cancer patients and their families. Well, you know, I you know, listening to that. Uh, and and you're just telling us of one example, and this one. is this is this is a probably a daily, a multi-daily experience that you have to uh, uh, that you go through um, without complaint, you know. And uh, to, definitely to be commended, we're talking with Miss um, Barb Micho and Annie Carrigan, um, Cancer VI Pinktober, 2023. Uh, of course, October is uh, Breast Cancer National Breast Cancer uh, Awareness Month. And uh, yeah, first of all, let me get some. Uh, Contact numbers um, for, for those who may be listening and want to uh, provide uh, some support. Definitely. Uh, I'll go first as a patient advocate. Anyone who is listening to my voice who knows of someone that has cancer or have questions or just needs support around helping a cancer patient, feel free to give me a call at 340-514-8647. If you want to drop me an email, it is Anique. A-N-I-Q-U-E dot Harrigan, H-A-R-R-I-G-A-N, at Cancer Support, B-I dot com. And folks are welcome to go to the website, www.cancersupportvi.com. The application is there. 
they will see, you know, stories. They can see events that's coming up for the month of, you know, Pinktober. Um, yeah, we're here. We're here to help and to definitely support those, you know, you know, battling this disease in the Virgin Islands. www.cancersupportvi.com? Yes, cancersupportvi.com. Okay. You got it. Okay, you got it. Uh, Ms. Michaud, any numbers you want to, or is, or is everything with Anik? I think everything in regards to patients, if you want more information, um, they can always reach me as well uh, at 340-474-5129. 474 And uh, based on the data, um, they provided support um, so far through August, which is uh, two-thirds of the year, uh, 252 um Virgin Islanders, uh, patients 131 on St. Thomas, 109 on St. Croix, 11 on St. John, and 1 on Water Island. Okay, and uh, that, that gets you to, uh, uh, to 252. Um, not all of them. Uh, you said 181, um, Ms. Harrigan, are uninsured? What was that number? Uh, yes, um, I'm going to tell you right now, the insured was... 181. Insured mm-hmm. is 181. Insured, uh-huh, correct. 20, um, 21. Uninsured. Uninsured and 50 on map? Yes. Okay, okay. So that gets you to the to the 252. Yeah. And the number for t- the number, the, the total number uh, for uh, 2022 was 281. So at this pace, yeah. uh, if this pace is maintained, um, mm-hmm. we're looking at maybe um, close to 375. Uh, if, exactly. if, if in fact the last four months are on the same, um, you know, um, the same rate, path, the, the, the same, the mm-hmm. same, yeah, same rate uh, for the first right. for the first uh, eight months, ladies. Uh, I want to thank you very much uh, for joining us and uh, making some time um, uh, to educate the public as to you know where we are and hopefully we can get the cancer registry um, to where we need to be mm-hmm. and be a part of uh, the national database. I've been looking here on my cell phone. There's so many different entities in the National Cancer Database, the, the North American yeah, Association think, of Central Cancer Registries, the National right. Cancer Registrar's Association. They got so many, so many different entities, you know. And uh, hopefully, there you know, are. But I think it's important just to acknowledge, if I have two seconds, is um, shout out to the Department of Health because they are working tirelessly mm-hmm. um, to. They had a conference this summer um, working with the CDC. They're working on a national, uh, a uh, overarching cancer plan. The Virgin Islands, hopefully in early 2024, will have a comprehensive cancer plan. With that cancer plan, we're not exactly sure how it's directly going to impact day-to-day cancer patients, but it's important to note that the uh, government of the Virgin Islands, the Department of Health, Department of Human Services, and these nonprofit organizations really are working on building out a lot of things that that you're speaking to. And if I can just finish with anyone that feels compelled to donate, I think it's important. Every donation in the month of October is going to be matched, and it's important to know that we couldn't do it without some of our local businesses like Heavy Materials. Mo's, the market in St. Thomas and St. Croix, the West in St. John and Lucky Jewelers on Main Street. I think it's important to know every dollar raised will be matched. If someone puts a dollar in the boot, it's really $2. So we, as you say, um, Neville, it's important to note that we will far exceed the $600,000 that we raised 
last year and that will impact how we are able to give at the levels that we give. So if anyone is compelled and, and believes in the mission behind Cancer Support BI, we are profoundly grateful for their donation. Right, without a doubt. I want to thank both of the ladies for making some time uh, to joining us and um, um, raising awareness um, as to where we are as relates to Cancer VI, you know, and you know, let's face it, cancer is uh, nationally um, one of, I would say, the most researched uh, medical uh, area uh, in America uh, right now, and uh, hopefully uh, uh, we can, um, you know, be the beneficiaries of a lot of that research, and 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 not only that from a um, from a educational standpoint, but also from a, a dollar standpoint, because we have a lot to offer, and you know, maybe we could. You know, look at the Virgin Islands as, as where you want to come for, uh, come for uh, from a recovery standpoint, and hopefully, you know, without with that in mind, you you have the requisite infrastructure uh, to to support that um, vision uh, going forward. Uh, Ms. Barb Michaud and uh, Ms. Annie Carrigan, thank you very much, and uh, kudos to both of you and Cancer VI for what you provide for our people here in the Virgin Islands. Much appreciative. Thank, thank you. you very much. You got it. That's uh, Ms. Barb Michaud. Uh, Annie Carrigan, Pinktober is in effect, um, and of course, you know, uh, October is National uh, uh, Cancer, Breast Cancer uh, Awareness uh, Month. Um, so, you know, hopefully we get uh, <clears throat> the Department of Health on uh, this week and they can let us know. I know Ms. R there was a young lady, one of my childhood friends, you know, when I was working for um, uh, Santa Vargas Richards uh, back in the 23rd legislature in 1999, um, the cancer registry, that was a big thing. Department of Health, uh, they were putting that together. That was 24 years ago. You know what I'm saying? So I know that, you know, we did have a cancer registry. I mean, we do have one. Um, but as, you know, myself, somebody who big on data and stats and all that stuff. Um, and of course, you know, my dad was a doctor, so you know, I'm obligated. Period. You know, it's not, you know, you know, that's just how it is. It's like that. We'll be back right after this. The views and opinions expressed on Analyze This are entirely those of the on-air participants and do not reflect those of the station's board, management, staff, or underwriters. How do we know words? How do we accumulate words? Writer Edna O'Brien. Are they there in us before we know them? She follows a quest many writers can understand. As if these words were the generators of some kind of magic. Authors, artists, sports, news, and maybe even some magic. Every Saturday on Weekend Edition from NPR News. Weekend Edition, Saturdays at 8 a.m. on WTJX FM 93.1. I'm Aisha Roscoe, host of Weekend Edition Sunday, where we're not just interested in what's going on in the world, but why it's happening and how. Details are important. So are different points of view. We're dedicated to bringing you the stories behind the big events and the small ones, too. Join us every Sunday morning for Weekend Edition from NPR News. Weekend Edition, Sundays at 8 a.m. on WTJX FM 93.1, your NPR station in the Virgin Islands. 